Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of NFL Draft Triple Take presented by UPMC. We are the fearsome threesome of pre-draft analysis. Mike Pursuta from the DV Morning Show and Steelers.com, joined by uh, SNR's The Drive tag team, Dale Lawley and Matt Williamson. You can also hear those guys on the Steelers Radio Network pregame show that I host in season, out of season, and particularly at this time of the offseason, we are talking draft, and it is tight ends that we're talking about today. And, uh, Dale, I'm curious, uh, some interesting prospects, as there seemingly always are, but when you look at that veteran free agent list, uh, are the teams that need a tight end going to get one there, and is that going to knock these guys down maybe further than they would go in another year? You know, that's possible, Mike. Um you know, there's a there's a theory out there that, that uh, Matt certainly subscribes to, and, and I do as well, that it takes tight ends usually until about the time they're 28. Uh, they they kind of hit their peak. So I just think because there's so much thrown at them, you know, they're working the middle of the field a lot of the times. They have to block as well as run pass patterns. So there's a lot involved there with the position. And so you may, if you're, if you're in the market for a tight end, look to that veteran you know, cheap veteran guy, as opposed to bringing in a rookie who you, you know, may take two or three years to develop. Yeah. Mike, along those lines, I mean, I I think there's a slot process of maybe I don't want to draft that guy and develop him, And then his contracts up and he goes somewhere else for big money, you know, like Steelers grabbed Vance McDonald a couple of years into his, uh, his, into his career. And they got the best years out of him where the Niners didn't. And this class to me, certainly doesn't have anything resembling Kyle Pitts coming out. And I'd take Pat Fryermuth over anyone in this class as well. So maybe these are projects, twos that turn into ones, but it's an interesting class of tight ends. And there's a lot of them, though. I think it's deeper than last year's class. Yeah, so yeah, 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 I agree. I agree. Well, let's, uh, let's get to it and start counting them down from number five. Dale and I are on the same page at number five, Matt. Uh, you've got Isaiah Likely from Coastal Carolina as your fifth best tight end prospect. Yeah, uh, this guy's a receiver. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, tight end is a very broad term nowadays. I mean, the, the the Mark Bruners of the world probably wouldn't be first round picks. You know, a guy like Likely would have been an H back 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 then, a move tight end, but very productive. Not a hammer in, as a blocker, that's for sure and dominated against, you know, Coastal Carolina's competition. I mean, he has um, very good speed, very secure hands, but, you know, how much bigger is he going to get? What's he, you know, what's he going to be asked to do at the next level besides catch passes? Yeah, Dale and I have him at number four. Okay. And, uh, you know, you mentioned Coastal Carolina's schedule, four touchdowns against Arkansas State. And I know it's Arkansas, not Arkansas, or Arkansas State, not Arkansas, but if you get four touchdowns, I don't care if you do it against Arkansas State or that's four, Polk High like or four Polk High. You <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth. That's an Al Bundy four touchdowns in one football game. This guy's got to be on the list. Uh, Dale, you and I have Jake Ferguson from Wisconsin at number five. I suspected, given his ties to Burgettstown and more specifically Burgettstown Barry Alvarez, I thought he'd find his way onto your Washington County list somewhere. Yeah, you know it's funny. I was uh, I showed up the first day of the Senior Bowl, and there was there was an older couple that came in and sat down in, in the stands uh, down to my right in front of me, and I'm like, well, that's that's interesting. There's a you know this this couple that probably in their 70s or 80s here watching the, the Senior Bowl practices. Nah, where are you going <laughs> little, with this? Little did I know, it was his wife. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Until they got up and were leaving, and I was talking to somebody else. I'm like, 
Oh, that's Barry Alvarez. If I'd have known it was him, I would have gone and talked to him. They were there to watch Jake Ferguson, who's their grandson. How yes. about that? And he plays, uh, he had a really like a good badger. senior bowl. Had a really good senior bowl week. And, and, and you know, shows he can block, uh, has good size. Uh, you know, he, he's obviously coming out of Wisconsin. He knows how to run block a little bit. So there's a lot there to like with this guy. Dale, let's stick with you uh, since you got to actually talk to Barry Alvarez a little bit. I actually ran into him in a bar in Detroit once years ago. It's a good story, but I'll leave it there. Kalen uh, <laughs> Weidermeyer, Texas A&M. Yeah, I have him at number three. And, and you know, if, I think if you're looking for size at the position, he's 6'5", 255, uh, has a nice catch radius. He scored 16 touchdowns in three seasons over them. He's still a true junior, so he just turned 21 in December. Uh, which is always a nice thing. Although, you know, we talked about that, you know, the tight end's not peaking until 28. Um, this guy's going to grow into the position. He's already a pretty good uh, receiving tight end. He holds every career re- record for tight ends at Texas A&M. Um, you know, they run the ball and run the ball pretty well. And, you know, he's a big part of that as well. I, I, I like the kid. I think he's got some, some upside. Oh, I love this guy. I've got him at number one. Matt, you've got wow. him at number two. Okay. Uh, had a nice game against Alabama, and I thought the variety of catches and his ability after the catch, uh, very impressive. He can make a lot of different types of catches, and he can turn little ones into big ones, can he? Yeah, really good body control, huge catching radius. I don't think he's real twitchy. You know, it takes him a little while to get going. Like, I bet his 10-yard splits aren't going to be wonderful, and his 40 time might not be great. But he's a smooth mover. He's okay as a blocker. I mean, if you just look at his best blocks, you'd be like, oh, he's a pretty good blocker. But uh, that's not his, that's not what he's going to get paid to do. I mean, that's for sure. Um, I'm a little on the fence with him. I mean, I have him too. I just didn't love three, four, five enough to bump him down. But he's got a chance to go up or down for me. I, I'm still a little on the fence with Weidermeyer. Matt, we'll keep it with you because you've got a couple of guys that didn't make my list and didn't make Dale's list. You're number four, Kate Otten of Washington or if I said it incorrect, Pittsburgh East, Washington, and uh, Jeremy Ruckert, the Ohio State University. Yeah, Otten is a taller, skinny guy. I'm curious what he looks like at, at the uh, the Combine, too, just in, in shorts and a T-shirt. What's, what's his weight going to be? How thickly built is he? But he's a pretty darn good blocker, especially considering those dimensions. I mean, he's tall. He's long. Uh, he enjoys blocking good technique catches everything um not super flashy but about a real solid prospect in my opinion and you mentioned Ruckert from Ohio State he's the one that I'm super intrigued with because you know we we did the wide receiver show they have so many great pass catchers that they don't throw him the ball but he was a five-star recruit he was a top recruited tight end in the nation he is a big rocked up looking guy and I wonder at the next level, are they going to you know, unleash what he could possibly do as a receiver? So I could make a case that he should be number one. But if you go look at his YouTube highlights, they're like a minute and a half long. Yeah, there's like five of them. He's applauding while Chris Olave scores a touchdown. And <laughs> right, right. Exactly. A touchdown. <laughs> Helping him up off the ground, you know, that kind of there's stuff. There's a lot yeah. to work with there, though. I, yeah, there's I'm always a guy like that, that, though, right? Yeah. The guy that projects to be way more. Uh, like impactful. Dawson Knox comes to mind. He was at Mississippi yeah. with A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf, and now he's lighting it up for the Bills. You know, Who was Robert the guy last year? Was it McKitty coming out of uh, yeah, it was Georgia. Yeah. Georgia? Right, right. Yeah. Just too many other weapons. You do have that at this position. Uh, Dale, number two on your list. Number three on mine, Greg Dulcich from UCLA. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I just think if you're looking for a, a vertical threat at the at the tight end position, this guy's it. Um, averaged uh, 17.3 yards a catch last year. Uh, racked up a 19.9 yards a catch in 2020. Um, he's a kind of a get in the way kind of blocker, but that's that's a you know you can work with that. Uh, breaks tackles when he has the ball in his hands. I think there's a lot to like here with this guy. The size is okay, six four two fifty. Um, you know, so he's not an undersized tight end by any stretch. And, and uh, you know, I, I think if you can, if you got a guy that uh, at the tight end position that averages, you know, over 17 yards a catch, uh, that's pretty darn good. You're stretching the middle of the field. I've got uh, Trey McBride of Colorado State at number two. You've got him at number one, Dale. I've got uh, Dulcich number three. Uh, McBride uh, doesn't uh, flash, and he certainly – doesn't, He's a throwback. Doesn't blow people away in terms of the separation he does or doesn't achieve. But, boy, he just plays the game hard and well. Yeah, I mean, he's he's one of these – he's probably the, the most maybe NFL-ready guy in terms of what he's going to be asked to do at the next level in terms of the blocking, the catching. I mean, he had over 1,000 receiving yards last year at Colorado State. I realize it's Colorado State, but he won the Mackey Award Um not overwhelming size, but he is 250, you know, he's 249 pounds. It's just a shade over six, three, but he's a rocked up athlete. I've watched him a lot at the senior bowl. Um, and you know, like you said, he doesn't necessarily get great separation, but he catches everything that's thrown his everything. way. Yeah. Everything. Just has great hands. And, and if, if the ball's in his area, he gets it. Uh, just, you know, I, I think he's going to be a solid player for somebody at the next level right away. He's my number one. I would say most years Trey McBride would not be my top tight end. You know, I don't think it's a real top heavy class and all the things you guys said. I mean, a lot of production, but they're all contested catches and he plays a lot bigger than he is. Will that translate to the NFL when, when you step up that level of competition? It'll be harder for him because I don't think he's an elite athlete and he doesn't have elite size. He's kind of short-armed, 6'3"-ish, but boy, he produces game after game after game and everyone in the planet knew where the ball was going in Colorado State's passing game and they couldn't slow him down. Yeah, 90 catches last year. Yeah, I mean, right. unbelievable. Yeah, I think, uh, did I see him have uh, a long uh, touchdown on a fake punt? He was the up back and he direct snapped it mm. to him. And yeah, uh, I yeah. think he went about went about seventy yards against somebody. So uh, just a football player, uh, good good guy to have on your team, or or so it would appear. Uh, good stuff, guys. I just Matt, I'm going to give you uh, a minus for not having a good Wisconsin boy like Jake Ferguson on your list. I want you, <laughs> I want you to go home and eat some cheese and consider the error of your ways. And there were two or three that were narrow misses for me that you guys mentioned. So it's, again, deep class. I got to be honest with the Burgettstown die ties, uh, you know, he's Barry Alvarez grandson that did it for me. That's, uh, that's enough. To <laughs> yeah. get to and again, was the leading receiver at the senior bowl this year um, in terms of in the game and also had a good yes. week of practice. I, I thought, the, I thought he really game, helped himself. The game stuff was a lot. I think he had a 25 yard touchdown. It was about 21 yards after the catch on right. those play action boots. Uh, good player. And a uh, good group of tight ends, although uh, they uh, maybe there will not probably be a rush to select them, but uh, we'll wait and see how it plays out. Uh, I want to remind everybody, uh, either tuning in or listening or reading, uh, however and wherever you're finding us, that uh, you can get all of these types of programs and content on all of the Steelers' social media platforms. Uh, until next time, for Dale Lawley and Matt Williamson, I'm Mike Pursuta. You've been listening to the NFL Draft Triple Take, presented by UPMC.